Welcome back to the Stark Wars podcast. Um, we're going to be discussing episode seven of WandaVision in full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it and come back. Uh, I am here with a man who's been doing this all season long with me. Um, it was Tommy all along. Tommy, how are you? I'm, I'm good. This is, yeah, this is the big uh, spoiler uh, for everyone. I have been running everything behind the scenes. Uh, Michael has been crediting all these people. It's all a lie. It was really me all along. Our our artist, our composer, our editor. Yep, it was Tommy all along. Yep. Little did they <laughs> What did you think of the episode? I really liked it. You know, I, I've been reading some people being like, well, we kind of already guessed this. And like we on the podcast have obviously talked about the theory that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. And it still held for me. I was still so surprised when when uh, Wanda went into the basement because there, there's more secrets there. You know, we had that spooky book. I don't know what kind of book that is. And uh, there's still so much to know and and i i don't know like the reveal was still fun even if you know listen if i know someone's gonna get murdered it's not about the murder it's about the journey right so like i i've been enjoying this journey regardless of what the big the big uh gotcha moments are you know yeah and i think one of my big issues as a podcast fan and a podcaster um I love to I love to listen to recaps like this. Like this, is, there are other podcasts out there that I listen to. Uh, I'll credit post show recaps. I'll credit uh, Slash Film Daily. These are shows that I listen to and I enjoy, and they do Wandavision stuff. So, but my issue with that always was we're way too smart. We figure this stuff out, you know. It's like, and maybe I won't take all the credit. You know, I read a lot online and I I research, but. Uh, I will say the good thing that I liked about this is the the Agatha Harkness reveal is over now with two episodes left. I was starting to wonder if that would be like the penultimate moment uh, in, in the season finale where we figure out who the big bad is. And that was the entire season. But here we are. We got two episodes left and there's still so much to uncover. So I, I do like the fact that uh, we still have a lot to learn and and I here's my one gripe of the episode it was a great episode um and and another gripe with the fan base and podcasters in general is we overthink everything and i think one thing that we overthought big time was our aerospace engineer and and maybe maybe that will still become relevant but i was so ready to see reed richards this episode and it didn't happen and i was major goodner who i i don't know who you are I, i was looking for a super individual i guess we got one in a way though I know. I uh, thought it would be something, you know, even if it's if it's a mini something. And maybe Major Goodner is is going to be the next. Uh, I'm saying here first, Major Goodner is the next Iron Man. That's that's what's gonna happen. No, I don't know, but it was definitely built up because it was talked over three episodes. The engineer was mentioned, right? And I believe even. Uh... There was an interview with somebody. I can't remember who it was, but I read an interview from somebody on the show. Um, and they even said, I can't wait for you guys to meet the aerospace engineer, which I, I think I think that might have been uh, maybe be maybe off. it's still coming. Maybe that's still a thing. Maybe we didn't actually meet the a- aerospace engineer, but uh, or they're trolling us big time, which is <laughs> I, I would totally be cool with that, too. I, I'm down to troll. Bring it on. Uh, we love trolls. Trolls too. More trolls. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm with you. That's probably one of my one of one of my gripes, if I have any, of just like it was a lot of build up, and maybe we did it to ourselves. Like you said, maybe we built it up more. Marvel was just doing their thing, and we made it into a thing that it didn't need to be. It's gonna be like when I'm disappointed that the mailman doesn't turn out to be Malfisto. Because I built it up in my head, and now he's just going to be a regular mailman. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you know, I have a lot more. Obviously, we have so much more to discuss here. I've got comments about Pietro, but I think it's going to be better to throw into our recap here. So uh, I'm ready to just start breaking down this episode. Um, Yeah. I am, too. And we start off just like I did this morning. We start off in bed. I was going to say with Wanda in bed, but that was not my morning. My morning, (laughs) I was in bed alone. All right, no Wanda here. But yes, the episode started with Wanda in bed, and we got some fun music. I thought, in general, the music was really fun this episode, and uh, specifically in this morning, it was really fun and catchy. Yeah, they really, I mean, obviously, all season long, they've done a great job of uh, putting together how these decades would integrate themselves into the TV show. And again, this was another great step towards that. We get really fun music. We get cool sound effects. Um, a lot of camera tricks that were a little different. We get quick pans, obviously the interviews. So yeah, the, uh, from this point going forward, they completely nailed uh, Modern Family, The Office, all those modern sitcoms. Yeah, I was going to ask you which sitcoms, but yeah, definitely Modern Family a lot. Got some office vibes. Uh, the intro felt very happy endings and and office combo, uh, which was you know fun. And it is. It's like this is now we're now into the age that we know pretty well. So uh, it was cool to see shows like Modern Family that like oh yeah I've watched that I like that int- and and to get inside Wanda's head I think was also a good time for that because like she starts off and she's giving her interviews and stuff and she's like all right. I might have changed the world and we get to see that she's struggling with that. That like this episode, I feel like was the show trying to redeem Wanda a little bit more. They've made villain Wanda. They were like, ah, she's evil. Watch out world. Now they're, now they're like pulling back and they're like, but maybe she's not as evil as you thought she was like, yes, she did something bad, but is it really her fault? Right. And actually, on the opposite side of that coin, obviously, uh, we get our big Agnes reveal later on. But this entire episode, because obviously we had we were tricked a little bit last episode with Agnes acting like a victim. Um, We kind of said that we didn't really think that was the case. But then this episode, I was like writing things down like constantly about Agnes. I was like, okay, she's done this. She's done this. She's totally evil. And of course, those notes are not necessarily null and void at this point, but obvious, you know? Yeah, and they, they definitely threw us off with last week where she was screaming dead. And now we understand. Now now our whole speech about her being bad at handling death, it makes complete sense. She was She's evil, you know? Uh, and, oh, we didn't even... We'll get to it, but I'm so upset with her that she killed poor Sparky. And we'll get into that, but man, oh, man, Agatha, if you couldn't be evil, you just really... T- you don't kill the dog. Nope, you never kill the dog. I, that that that's a bold decision oh, there in the show so by Agnes and the creators. So yeah, um, yeah, we get we get hungover Wanda here, um, and she's she's still in her her Halloween outfit there, the the OG Scarlet Witch costume, um, and we even get we get Billy and Toby coming in, and and things aren't going correctly here. Things are acting up more so than they really ever have, 
Um, the boys explain that their games are changing. Yeah, they change. What do you think about this? It, the world is the world is changing around us. I guess. Yeah, all their uh, their joysticks changed uh to uno at one point which is like that's not even what happened to the electronics now now it's just a card game uh i did like that it had some gamecube controllers uh tons of different controls i think it ended on a wii remote which really took me back to my youth uh but yeah i think it tells us a lot about wanda's losing control of reality and even the reality she's created, like all all forms of reality, Wanda is losing. Yeah, Wanda, Wanda really she's total total mom vibes out of out of Wanda today. And you know we love our mothers here. I love my mom. I love my wife who's a mother. Um, but sometimes mothers need their day. And I totally this seemed very realistic to me. I, I remember trying to wake my mother up and and trying to start the day or explaining issues. And she's like, hey, no, I'm sleeping in. So yeah. we totally get that. Even superhero moms can't be 100% all of the time. Sometimes they need to struggle. And Wanda says she needs a vacation. Billy's complaining about his head. He says he hears a lot of voices. I thought we were going to get like a I see dead people kind of. I mean, he kind of does because he does. You know, maybe that's what it is. Billy is the kid from uh, from... Uh, what's that movie? Six Sense. Six. <laughs> Billy's a kid from Six Sense, and he's like, "Mom, I hear voices. I see dead people. I think Dad's dead. That's how it's all gonna go." Yep. Oh, that that would be cool. I'm down for a for a Six Sense episode next time. But yes, Wanda says she needs some vacation, and she goes to the fridge. And I want I want to stop down and talk about Wanda's fridge. So we kind of see the drinks uh, that she has. She has some dairy, some Westview dairy almond milk so is that like because almond milk's not dairy right so is this like it's made by westview dairy dairy westview dairy was losing business because they weren't in the almond milk industry so then they were like hey we'll branch out we'll make regular milk and we'll also make this almond milk or do they put dairy in their almond milk is that their trick yeah here's a little insight into my life i i, I talk about all the time how i wake up early to watch this but then i also we rewatched the episode with uh, with my wife Sydney, and she is a vegan. We're raising our kids vegan. I'm not vegan. I would never do that to myself, but they are, and I respect that. Um, but she totally called this out immediately. She's like, "Dairy almond milk? How is that even possible?" So I, I I don't know. That that's a good question. I don't know if they weren't thinking things through. I don't know if dairy was just the manufacturer of the almond milk separately. Who knows? This doesn't make sense to me. I think she needs her own corner. We have like. Uh, her hot takes from the episode. Yeah, no, she she she's on top of it. She's watching TikTok videos about the theories, and yeah. So so we got that milk, and then we also have some Sanka coffee. So we have decaf coffee. Now I don't know if even you're a coffee drinker or if you're a decaf coffee drinker. To me, I think if you're gonna have coffee, you, you got to go full force. You can't dip your toe in with this decaf. You got to go full caffeinated coffee, baby. Yeah, this is definitely a big coffee podcast. Um, I don't understand, especially with the morning that Wanda's having, why she's going for the decaf. Um, but hey, uh, more power to you, but I could not function on a normal day, let alone a day that I am hungover. So. Now, my last criticism of her fridge, and we can move on, is she had no pulp 
Florida's natural orange juice. Are you a pulp or, or, or no pulp person? I, I've gone back and forth in my life whether I like pulp or not. At this point, I would take either. Um, in our home right now, we have no no pulp. But I like pulp sometimes. Uh, I, I'll, go, I'll go either way on that You'll one. switch around depending on your mood. Yeah, I, I think I am no pulp. But I do like when they add the extra vitamin uh, D, I believe it is. That makes me feel like I'm more healthy. Oh, absolutely. But, yes, that was just my thoughts on her fridge. I, I would give it a uh, B. I would give it a, a solid B for fridges go. Yep. I, I like the drink choices besides, obviously, we're a big milk family, almond milk, uh, as we said, vegan household. But um, The decaf yeah, really but, lost them some points for me. Yeah, it's the decaf. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> But we so this yeah. is this is when we get our intro right right after this um and like you said we call it, uh, uh, the music to me was uh dead ringer for the office um yes the the music was office yeah we get her she's pulling out the milk she pulls out sugar snaps which I thought was maybe a fun nod right, to right, Thanos right. and his his snaps yes, maybe yes. and uh forgot about that one then we get the milk turning to so so we were praising her in her almond milk but then it spontaneously changes to vitamin d milk uh and there's a missing kid on it which i thought was a really like small nod to like maybe it's changing back to reality who knows but wanda's losing it and then she says something about the case of a month of <laughs> so, you know it's just a case of the mondays and that maybe. Uh, giggle a little bit the whole Garfield nod but yeah we get into the intro like you said an office music happy ending intro vibe you know I saw something that that pointed it's basically to the T of of um the happy ending intro but I liked it I thought it was a fun intro yeah no this was uh this was really cool and I believe I believe there were a couple easter eggs in here did, did you hear or catch anything the one thing I heard, and I, I believe it was at this point, there was one quick thing where it looked almost like a ransom note or something. And it was like, I know what you are, Wanda, or something. I believe it was here. It might have been at some point in the episode, but I but I feel like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, the one I saw that I thought was interesting, but I didn't see any other ones. Do you have some fun tidbits? And to be fair, I did not pick this up. I totally saw this on Twitter. But the license plate that was on the car that said Wanda above it, there were some numbers, and the numbers were the birthday of Stanley. Oh, happy birthday, Stanley! Yeah, so they 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 fit in a uh, Stanley cameo still. So it's awesome. Love to see that. Love to see that. Uh, yeah. Anything else about the intro? Um, I think what I thought was cool about it is without telling us. They tell us that this is going to be a Wanda centric episode. You know, Vision's kind of on the back burner, and he's good. He's got like a B plot, which was kind of fun that they kind of got into that side of sitcom where it's like A plot, B plot kind of uh, uh, format. And just in the intro, I mean, it's all Wanda, and at the end, it's like, all right, it's also Vision. <laughs> like, Vision's here too. <laughs> and, and personally, no offense to Vision, and we we know we love Darcy here. I did find that to be the weaker side of the episode, just because I felt the stakes were so much higher with what was going on with Monica and Wanda. So, I agree. I yeah. think it was needed, though, because we need Vision to come around on Wanda. And I think that's kind of where his narrative is, is like understanding Wanda and her struggles because he, he doesn't his mind is wonky. You know, he doesn't know. And I think he says, I think I have that line down of 
he says something to the degree of like, for me, this is all new. For her, she's been living, you know, this has only been two weeks uh, since that all went down. Like, she has not had time to cope. No one, uh, I bet you no one even asked her how she is. No one, no one checks in on her. Was like, Wanda, how are you feeling? Yeah, it seems like everybody has their own little agenda going on here. And poor Wanda's kind of being left at the wayside. Even though this is her world, she's not getting the respect she deserves. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so right after the intro here, I believe this is when we see Hayward again. Very, very quick scene here. I think the big te- takeaways from this scene was one, the broadcast has stopped. Wanda is no longer sharing her episodes with people. Um, they were rude to her. She's cutting them off. No more WandaVision for you guys. Um, we also get Hayward saying that they're launching today, um, which sounds like this is going to be the start of maybe our big confrontation of the season, really. Yep. It's going to be like a duel between Wanda and and Hayward, but then also Agatha is probably going to be in there. It's going to be a nice, a nice trio. I love a, a fight triangle of sorts. But yeah, this is, I mean, really, it's more like a a polygon because we've got so many different, every character has kind of built their own motivation here. We've got Wanda, who obviously just wants to keep her world and her children. We have uh, Agatha Harkness, who we don't exactly know the motives per se, but they are different than Wanda's. We know that for sure. And then we get Vision, who's just trying to figure out what's going on and not die and help the people of Westview. And then we have Hayward, who's trying to steal Vision and weaponize him. And then we have Monica, who's just trying to save Wanda and save all these people as well. So this is going to be an absolute showdown, um, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, I there is a lot of pieces on the table, and uh, I'm excited to see how the chessboard works out. But yeah, we see all that with Hayward. He's kind of got a new partner. I don't know if she's going to be relevant, but like she, t- you know, someone for him to bounce ideas off of, which is good. And that he's not alone. You know, I don't like Hayward, but no one should be alone in this world. And uh, I- I'm glad he has someone he can bounce his evil, ne- nefarious ideas off of. Yeah. So our our, our little team of FBI slash sword slash CIA group in the encampment outside Westview. It was basically our trio, uh, Jimmy, Darcy, and Monica, and then we had Hayward. So after the three of them left, it was really just Hayward and a bunch of background characters. So they really did. They had to like they had to pull someone out. They're like, okay, uh, Hayward needs an army here. We need we need another character involved. So that, that's kind of what I got here. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, oh well, Hayward can't just say his ideas to, to the air now. We need someone for for us, the audience, to hear his ideas. So let's. All right, background character, you're now in the front. <laughs> You got promoted to the lady being talked to. So yeah, I mean it's better than the beekeeper. They they just forgot about him. Uh, to be fair, I forgot about him as well. That's so I, he's dead, right? I mean, there's we no don't way. know. We don't know. Justice for the beekeeper. No matter what happened, nobody cares. So I care. <laughs> we we care. Nobody in the show cares. Beekeeper, if you're out there, send us a letter telling us if you're okay. How's Westview? Is it nice this time of year? Are you alive? I guess that should be first, because if you're not alive, then you won't tell us any of the other stuff. Right. So Maybe it was him who wrote the uh, puzzled piece letter to Wanda in the intro there. <laughs> I know what you are. 
Help, I'm stuck in the... Maybe he's stuck in the road. Whoa, what if she converted him into a road and now he's... <laughs> it's kind of dark, yeah. but he's just oh, like yeah. part of the road now. That's my theory. Uh, yeah, so we we get we do go we go to the circus and we get uh, Vision. He's confronted here, and uh, obviously they're looking for their clown, and they found their clown. Our our new clown here is Vision, right? Clown Vision. There's so many different visions at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all those uh, all those clowns there. Uh, Vision's the clown. He's got his makeup on. But we we then we see Darcy here, and this was interesting to me because. Um, Darcy was handcuffed to the car the last time we saw her, and I was wondering if she would turn into a car, how how she would be brought back into this, and a, she was just an escape artist chained to the car. Yeah, she's just... No a, human car here. She's just an escape artist, and uh, they're teaming up, the clown and the escape artist. I wonder what they would do. I guess maybe she's going to trap the clown, and then the clown can't get out and everyone's laughing at the clown. Maybe that's the bit for the, for the circus. But, um, what would you be at the circus? I mean, I'm definitely in the freak show. I'm not quite (laughs) sure. Um, (laughs) I'm not quite sure where I would belong. I'd probably be like, Hey, uh, this guy looks like a big nerd. He probably knows a lot. He probably knows really good math, but then I don't actually know any math at all. I would like to be in a lion costume. The human lion. Yeah, yeah. Or or be the the getaway driver for the clowns. Like I'm not one of the yeah. clowns, but I'm the the little car driver. Yeah, I love that. But yes, we get Vision sees Darcy and is like, wait, like I think we locked eyes the night before. He makes it sound like him and Darcy may have had some relationship in a, in a funny comedic way. It's this misunderstanding where Darcy's like, hey, like I want it. I wanted to hook up with you, like no offense, and and Vision's like no, but we locked eyes. We knew, we knew that something's off here, and uh, I thought this was a fun scene. Obviously, we're big Darcy fans, Doctor Doctor Darcy, and uh, I thought it was fun that they they locked up. Yeah, no, I, well, she's clearly saving herself for Jimmy Woo, right? She's kind of they're not quite in a relationship, obviously, but she's like she's got her eyes on him, so she's definitely putting the stop here on Vision. Yep. Sorry, Vision. Sorry, poor Vision. And we cut back to Wanda. She's given up. She's she is so uh, not interested in anything right now. She's trying for her kids because she does love her kids, but you can tell that she has just been hit so many times. The Billy and Tommy, they are asking a bunch of questions. They ask about Pietro, and she very quickly says, Pietro's not your uncle. That guy is not your uncle. And and it kind of gets dropped there, um, which was interesting. I, I, was, I didn't notice that Pietro wasn't in the episode until they said this. I was like, oh, yeah, where did Pietro go? Yeah, and, and I think this might have been, and who knows, really. Uh, we're still speculating a lot, but I, I think this might, I'm starting to get the vibes that this is something else that we might have hyped up a bit too much. I think it's very possible now that Pietro might just be a, an actual recast on Agnes's part. I don't necessarily think that he came from the multiverse. Oh ho ho! Oh ho ho! Contraire, my friend. You wait till Bring it on. you wait till our theory corner, because I I got out the whiteboard. I still have my uh my devil horn theory. That's why I, the code name code name devil horns is still on the board. But then there's a new theory, and it has to do with 
uh, I don't know, I'm trying to be like Hayward. What's a cool project name like his Project Cataract? Cataract. That could be like Project Speed. Project Speed Ooh. is my new theory. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But I hear you out. Like, it definitely at this point when they're like, oh, he's just there, it just kind of seems like, okay, she's acknowledging this is not Pietro. She was letting herself believe in it. But this was all just like a fun trick by Marvel to be like, hey, guys, we we know and you know that this guy played Quicksilver at one point, but but this is a new thing. So and that could still be the case. Right. Right. I, I and I, maybe I again still speculating. I think it's just for me, it's still 50 50. So again, P, like we've been waiting for answers on Pietro. We kind of get some idea of what's going on, but uh, still, we don't know for sure. We don't know anything for certain. Yeah, you're like standing on the slide. You don't know if you're gonna you're gonna slide down yet, or if you're gonna go back down the stairs instead, because you're just you're just very unsure. I get it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we get Wanda has no answers. She's saying that everything is meaningless, and I, I just kind of feel bad for Wanda. She's just so defeated, and. She she has a fun quip about um their dad is literally made of vibranium. They're literally built with tough skin. I thought that was a really funny line from Wanda. Oh yeah, totally. And again, we don't have synthesoid kids here, but they are super kids and they they can handle. It. They they can hold their own. Do we think they can turn it into vision? Like do you think they can get the robot face and they're just hiding it? <sighs> I don't think so. I feel like that's something we might have seen by now, maybe when they were babies and they couldn't control it. Uh, yeah, I- I'm not confident. Okay. I wish, though. I do. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, yep. Here comes uh, <laughs> Here comes our good pal, old uh, Agnes here. And it was as abrupt as in the show. Because, yeah, she just kind of shows up. She just knew it was coming. They were They were doing Wanda, Billy, Tommy time. And she's just like, oh, I'm here now. And... Talks about cutting her own bangs. Um, I don't think she could pull off bangs. Uh, gr- love Agnes. I I don't know if I would suggest bangs for her. Yeah, no, I lo- I, lo- I did like her look this episode though. I think she uh, she did. She felt very uh, mysterious to me. Again, I was taking notes about Agnes this entire time, and yeah, she was she was especially uh, creepy this episode. Yeah, and so <laughs> she decides to help Wanda out. And takes Billy and Tommy off her hands. Now, when this happened, I wrote multiple lines of, oh, no, it's happening. Oh, no. Why is she alone with Billy and Tommy? This is bad. Oh, no. Then I wrote about how she bit a kid. And that made me concerned on a whole different level. Um, Have you ever bit a kid? I don't know if you should say this. Because if you have, like, you have children. This might not be good for you. (laughs) Uh, I played the fifth on this. Oh, no. No, no comment. No comment about biting kids. I'll hold. I've on. not been in a no. kid. Not yet. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak too soon. Uh, but yeah, I, I, she was very creepy. She takes the kids. In my notes, I'm like, good God, if this woman hurts, takes, tricks, deceives, uh, and any any possible any way that she could possibly do these children wrong, I am going to hate her for eternity. So I'm very nervous. Yep, and and Wanda, even with the kids gone, she is still losing control. The furniture is changing. The plants are changing. I think we see the the our good friend the stork for briefly at one point. Um, everything's changing around her, and she is just trying to live her best life and and ignore it all. Yeah, and 
it still makes me wonder about this stork. Is that really just like a blip in her mind and the stork keeps coming back? Or uh, I don't know. The, the, I still have so many questions. Well, we, where, what's the stork all about? Why are you back? We all know that's where maybe there's more babies along the way. A stork brings babies. We all know that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and everyone knows that I have twins and we had another kid as well. So maybe Wanda's taking after me. Do you have three storks in your house as well? Like, do you get to keep Not at them? This time. Do you keep them Not after? Or, or like, I don't know the process. You know, I have so many notes on, on what to know when I someday become a father. Uh, do I have to feed the stork? Yeah, they're more like an Uber driver. They don't really hang around. They just drop off the goods and leave. <laughs> the goods. <laughs> I hope it's well packaged. Anyways, we get <laughs> uh, the sword van with our good buddies, Jimmy and Monica. They're going to meet their engineer, and just like you said, man, this engineer is going to be the coolest, right? Like, it's got to mean something. I'm sitting here rubbing my hands together. I'm so excited. They're driving up. They see a little uh, little, little camp up ahead, and uh, oh my gosh, here comes Reed Richards, and it's a it's Major Goodner. So. And we love Major Goodner. I don't want to, like, poo-poo on Major... You, you can learn to love Major Goodner. I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> Yeah, but I never let it go. I, I was still waiting. Even we 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 get her cool little space van here. The space van rolls out. I'm like, who's inside the space van? There's somebody in there. She goes in there. She's gonna see a passenger. Still nobody. God bless. I I need it. I need something. I I need answers here. Yeah. Well, we did get some answers with what cataract is because Darcy did get her message off to Jimmy. He opens it up, and and you know I went on a whole thought process last time it was as simple as yeah she he's just trying to control vision <laughs> yeah yeah and that's uh something i mean we kind of figured when he had the body that there was some uh malicious intentions there with the body and yeah he he's trying to weaponize vision here and that that's pretty scary uh, there, i guess there is a an alternate universe or probably here in the future we very well could see an evil vision which is that's that's terrifying do you think you'd get an evil mustache Oh my gosh. Mustache you'd have vision. To, you'd have to change them up somehow. So yeah, I think the mustache is the way to go. And a top hat, maybe. Oh, heavens, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a monocle. <laughs> a bald cat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Named, uh, instead of Sparky the dog, it will be Baldy the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, can't wait for Baldy the cat. <laughs> Hope Agnes doesn't kill no, him. No! Uh, but yes, we get we get the... Talk of Cataract, uh, basically Hayward wants his own weapon, and uh, that's why he cares so much about Westview right now, because he needs to get his weapon back. And we get Major Goodner, she's like, hey, listen, we got your specs, we got everything set up for you, here's our most powerful truck, and Monica's like, cool, 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 let me get in this thing. Uh, She gets in the ship, and gets in like a suit, she's really like, you know, outfitted, for it um and then we get darcy we we get we jump back there was a lot of jumping around this episode which feels very modern yeah that's definitely i would say uh probably more reminiscent of modern television uh so yeah we get darcy here and uh (laughs) vision's still chasing her around and and she finally says fine fine i'll go out to eat but i'm ordering lobster what would you, what's your, what's your, like, if you're trying to be bougie at a restaurant, 
Definitely, I'm just getting a fat steak. Like, I, I don't necessarily need fish. Like, that's not like lo- lobster is great and all, but yeah, give me a steak. I'm a red meat man. Would you get steak and lobster? Like, like you know, like when you get like like steak and a lobster tail kind of thing. I'm a simple man. I, I don't think I need both. Yeah, if anything, I would take shrimp over like like because they Ooh. feel more snack size. I think like a whole lobster on top of the steak. There you go. I, I, well, I think we can agree there with steak and shrimp. Yeah, but before they actually go to dinner, uh, Vision does wake up Darcy. So we got Dr. Darcy's back. She's no longer the escape artist she once was. Do you think they remember the skills they learned, though? Like, I have so many questions this episode. Like, do you think she learns how to be an escape artist and now she has that skill set? That will be interesting. That that'll be a fun. Is that her? Is that is Darcy becoming a superhero here? Is she the uh, escape artist of the season? Is she? Is this her power now? It might be. I would love that. Oh, that's a dream. But Darcy fights a carny, which I thought was very interesting. And then they steal the funnel van. And at this point, I don't know if it was the the act of the van. I really feel like their plot was very Arrested Development to me. Like, I, I got a ton of Arrested Development vibes from them. So, and, and I've tried to dodge saying this because I know I'm going to get I'm gonna get backlash. I, I haven't seen Modern Family. I haven't even seen Arrested Development. I love The Office. Listen, these are my shows. I like, I like the uh, more uh, progressive story type television. I, I like dramas. I like action. I can't get into comedies too much, so I, I can't relate. I, I don't know if this is like Arrested Development. I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, that again, this stuff, mm, it, it did. It seemed like we're doing more of what's necessary here. Um, we get a lot of Darcy just kind of catching Vision up to yeah. speed. Stuff we know, and Vision's just learning, which... I mean, again, necessary, but not as great as the rest of the stuff in the episode. And and I understand that. I think for me, it's like, A, I'm glad this show does take the time to make sure that us, the audience, are like, wait, how does Vision know this now? Like, they do take the time to catch their characters up with what they should and shouldn't know. But at the same time, I agree with you. It's almost like, it just feels like it's th- this episode almost, I it, like I said, I enjoyed this episode, but it almost felt like an episode where... We're just catching everyone up so the last two episodes can be incredible. And that's what I'm hoping. It's like this is just this is just uh, a preview, precursor. Like we're putting on our, our athletic gear. We're putting on our armor. And now we're going to go out. The next two episodes are just going to be guns a-blazing. Yeah, and this this is uh, – and I, I actually, I believe we might be jumping ahead a little bit with what they're talking about in the van, right? But I, I'm just going to – I'm going to pull it up here anyways – um, Darcy, she is a Marvel super fan. She knows the details of every single fight and showdown. How, how does she know exactly the circumstances of Vision's death? I, okay. I was going to talk about this too. I, is there cameras on every battle? Or do they have to wear, do you think that each Avenger wears maybe like a body cam? Because like, yeah, they seem to have all the information, everything. And like, Maybe there were reports and Darcy, you know, she's in with some of the the end crowd. Maybe she got the reports through someone. That's the only thing I can think of because she wasn't there. No one was there, really. Yeah. 
did did Wanda go do interviews after this and sit down for, for the for reporters and explain the graphic details of Vision's demise? I don't think so. I don't think so. But again, I think this this was necessary for Vision to know, obviously, and it's necessary because not everyone is like us. Not everyone remembers exactly what happened in Endgame. Maybe they do remember Vision died, but did they know that he died twice? I don't. I'm not. I mean, look, if you're a casual fan, you might have even gone to the midnight premiere of Infinity War, and by this time you've forgotten all those details. So yep, I, I get it. It's functional. Yeah, and, and maybe she is, Wanda is just a really good uh, interviewee because we do see her in her uh, confessional here, and she's just talking about how uh, the house is changing, how she can't fix it. It just feels like everything... and. and we hear something interesting that doesn't usually happen in sitcoms. There's a voice behind the camera and it questions Wanda. Yep. Do you think this is what you deserve? And uh, the title of this episode is breaking the fourth wall. I think there are many different moments in this episode where something like that happens. I obviously the the interview in itself is breaking the fourth wall. The interview as interviewer asking questions is breaking the fourth wall. We have later Monica driving through a fourth wall. So, yeah, there's that. I, I believe that's what this is kind of referencing here. And yeah, no, this is totally, this is totally weird. Um, I believe I can think of some moments in the office where interviewers ask questions, but it's super rare. Um, but yeah, even, even, Ma, even Wanda in the moment is freaked out by this. Why are you asking me questions? Yeah. So they cut and, you know, maybe Wanda threw it because Wanda, they go to a commercial and it's kind of, uh, it's a very modern commercial. I feel like I can't turn on the TV without seeing a commercial for some sort of medicine, um, pills of some sort. And this is called, uh, Nexus short for a, a way longer name. Nexus promise, promicide, I think. Nexus promocide. Something like that. But this is, uh, hey, if you're sad, if you're down, if you don't like your reality, don't worry. Take some Nexus. It will anchor you back to reality or the reality you want it to be. There's a bunch of side effects that didn't sound. There was, they were like, hey, you already have depression. Here's more depression. I'm like, well, I got a good laugh out of that. That was good. I was like, well, that seems counterproductive. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, and look, I'm not going to get into big pharma here, but um, there are there are definitely huge uh, cons to a lot of these medications, and sometimes they are worse than what you're trying to fix. So be careful out there, folks. Yeah, listen, do your research. Uh, that's all we'll say on that. But yeah, we get Nexus, the world evolves around you. Uh, which you can take as like Wanda, you know, this is WandaVision though. She's created this whole world. I also think it's interesting you use the word evolve. And when we talk about something we've talked about with this show is the idea of mutants. Mutants are an evolution. Um, it might have just been a, a clue, but because of what I think the Nexus is. Uh, and I'll, I'll get into it in a little bit uh, at the end, I because it jumps into comic books and what Nexus could possibly be. I, I'm fairly certain I know what it's going to be, but it's very connected to the multiverse. And I think that's how we're going to bring the multiverse in is through the idea of a Nexus. Right, yeah, I'm interested to d dive into that a bit more. I don't know a whole lot about Nexus. It's definitely referring to the comic books here and... 
look, we don't like to tease you guys too much, but we also don't like to spoil you, and this very well could be a spoiler, so we will get back to Nexus. Yeah, I don't. we don't like to play that game of like, hey, tune in next week. And we'll we'll give you the inside scoop on Nexus. No, we'll we'll do it before next week. Don't you worry. Yeah, for you, good healthy. We will we will pause down on that, and we come back. We come back from this commercial, and hey, your buddy's back. Uh, we get Senior Scratchy, <laughs> Sen- Senior Scratchy, who is also on my board of maybe Malfisto. <laughs> it's like my I would look like a madman because it's like the mailman. The, a rabbit <laughs> like these are the people i think are uh the, the random inflatable arms man from last week like these are the my main suspects for the big bad of the marvel universe <laughs> yeah somebody sent in a question to my twitter and they asked me about somebody being somebody and i was like look i don't know who it is but tommy's gonna say it's malfisto so everyone's malfisto <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we get Senior Scratchy, we get Agnes. This whole scene made me really uncomfortable because, again, at this point, I already kind of... this To me, the minute she took a billion times, I'm like, no, 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 this confirms everything. Everything last week was a fluke. Everything last week was a trick. This is what's happening because uh, we get Billy, who's like loving Agnes's house because Billy's been suffering. You know, they really neglected Billy this episode and get Wanda's going through her stuff. But like Billy's saying he's in pain, like he's hearing all these voices and at Agnes's house, it's quiet because at Agnes's house, Agnes is quiet, which again, at this point, I was like, this is just confirming it. Something's off with Agnes. We already talked about with she doesn't have a driver's license. Uh, we talked about it with like sword can't identify her. Maybe she's the the uh, person on witness protection. We don't know. And to me, when when they said this, I was like, oh, no, you you guys got to get out of here, Billy and Tommy. Yeah, this is definitely, again, writing down in my notes, Agnes is sketchy. Why are you quiet inside? Come on. This is, you're weird. You're definitely weird. Yeah, and she can question Wanda. I think that's the other thing. Like, I, I said that from the beginning, but, yeah, she has her own confessional, which is kind of, is she, you know, to spoil it, like, she's behind the camera. Is she also operating the camera and then giving herself? She's the camera operator, the interviewer, and then the interviewee as well. Judge, jury, and executioner, right here. Yeah, because so so she says. Ralph always says that I sugarcoat things, and then she calls Wanda crazy. <laughs> She's like, "Their mom's nuts." <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? I'm with you here. Ralph, Ralph is coming up again. Ralph, if I were, if you said, okay, and I've 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 expressed my my skepticism on the Malfisto theory, and I and I talked about how I could think it would happen, and. <laughs> If anybody is Malfisto, it has to be Ralph, right? Because we get, I mean, we get a real deep dive into Agnes's life, her house, uh, even her little dungeon, and we see no signs of Ralph, but there, she's mentioning Ralph all the time. Or is Ralph dead? And she's, because as we learn later, and maybe this is getting a little far, but she is controlling certain people like Pietro. Pietro asked a question to Wanda, which was like, how are you doing this? Which means to me that Agatha, Agatha doesn't know how Wanda's doing this. And so maybe there's a part that she wants to know how to, you know, she's trying to unlock that ability herself. And so she could bring people and do stuff like that. So uh, after this, we go back to Monica. This is, this is all, this is my favorite stuff of the episode here. Um, Obviously we don't meet our aerospace engineer. That's fine. But we do get some really cool stuff here. Uh, We get, we get Monica back. She's suited up in her astronaut suit and she's ready. She's ready to drive right through the hex. Yeah, she chugs along, 
going down into the hex, but it is not budging. This truck, as powerful as it is, it cannot break through this this wall. And I thought she was actually going to zoom, like, just just go up above it. Because it's like, the wheels start going, she's now, like, sideways on this thing. I thought she was just going to zoom all the way around on top of the hex. But luckily, she gets out because they notice, I think Jimmy points out, that the truck, the van is being changed by the hex so luckily monica gets out but then she chooses to go in anyways yeah this is this is really cool i really like the visual of the space truck being turned into a van thrown back that was i thought that was really striking i thought that was really cool and then yeah uh wanda I mean, Monica, she 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 has balls here for sure to just run back, especially after she's been warned that this this is rewriting her on a molecular level, and she runs through it anyways. Yeah, she she knows that she's been trying. You know, Doctor Darcy isn't here to really warn her again, but Darcy has made her stance known. She does not want Monica to go through. She likes Monica. And it's changing her. And we see that. This is a really cool scene. We see like almost like four versions of Monica. And then we hear like lots of voices. Very specifically Captain Marvel. And we hear like the the line from the Captain Marvel movie. That's like when you know as kids go you got the toughest. You were given the toughest one or something like that. Uh, we see Monica's eyes go blue. And uh, you're welcome to, we're all welcome to Spectrum slash Photon slash whatever name uh, Monica is going to go by. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I love, I love Monica here. Total badass. Throwing herself through the hex. She's kind of tripping out a little bit. We see some really funky visuals. Look, kids, don't do drugs, okay? If you want, if you want a psychedelic experience, just walk through the hex three times, okay? Because that's all it takes, apparently. Or swallow gum. Or swallow gum. <laughs> I will never <laughs> two things. I will never let down drunk vision swallowing gum. So yeah, if you want those two things, that's all you need to do. Stay away from all drugs. Yep. So w- what was weird to me though, and I guess again, she's kind of coming through. She's able to withstand a lot of what's happening now because she comes through because her suit isn't rewritten. You typically she walks through and things change about her. Her clothing would change. Her suit hasn't changed. So that, for me, this is an instant. Obviously, she got the blue eyes. Suit's not rewritten. This is Super Monica right here. Yep, and her vision is all wonky, which you know yep. lines up. A lot of her powers has to do with manipulation, uh, manipulating light, manipulating uh, different... Wor- you know, I think she's going to be able to manipulate the worlds around her. Right. So yeah, she runs off. She runs into Westview, and... Uh, this is this is when we cut back to Wanda here. Wanda is uh, taking some medication, and Monica enters. She's she's very uh, she's ready to confront the situation. She wants to explain what happened with Hayward, and Wanda is not having it. She is sick of this. Yeah, Wanda is. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I'm pretty confident she's taking Nexus, which I thought was interesting that uh, it got brought into the real world, the commercial. But yeah, we get. Wanda and Monica, uh, their Wanda, Wanaka fight is what I'm calling it. This is so cool. These were two characters about to face off, and uh, it, yeah, I was I was ready to see a showdown. Um, and obviously, yeah, because she comes in, she mentions Hayward. 
Uh, Wanda picks her up, brings her outside. She says she doesn't want to hear about this. I mean, clearly Wanda is aware of what's going on here and the fact that, yeah, she she doesn't question what Monica's talking about. She's just saying, hey, shut up. I get it. I know what you're saying, but I don't want to talk about it. She's denial, and, and, yeah. Yeah, and she clearly saved Vision from the situation, so one would think that she, she's already on board with what's going on here. Yep. And we get the neighbors watching. Everyone's watching. Uh, and, and the question is like, is Wanda the real, the, the villain is what I'm wondering. And we do at this point, uh, I don't know if this was before or after this moment, we get back to the van, your favorite B plot, C plot of it. Uh, we get vision and Darcy in the funnel van vision learns all about his history. They kind of yada yada this for us, which is good. Darcy now told him he's dead way, way nicer than how, uh, Agatha told vision last week did not yell dead at his face. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this, this was really, uh, yeah, again, we got super fan here. She's a fan of, she's a fan of WandaVision. She talks about, Hey, the love is real. And, uh, she's referencing other movies. Yeah, she's a genius. And this is where I think this is why I think the B plot is important here because it's getting Vision to remember why he fell in love with Wanda and like yes, she's doing something that he doesn't agree with, but he does have to see that like she's grieving, she's in love. It doesn't it doesn't validate it, it doesn't make it right, but it does give him a better understanding of like of what his wife is going through right now and as his as her husband, he does feel now like I need to be there for my wife. I, you know, regardless if I agree with her, I need to support her. Um, and so, yeah, back to the Wanda Monica fight. Who else but our good pal Agnes is watching, watching this go down uh, in through her window, just like she does. Yeah, we even uh, this is also we get a few people here. Um, we see Dottie for the first time in a long time. Who look, Dottie really fails as a character for me. She was super. I thought she was the biggest jerk in the entire season. She was very mean to Wanda, and now we only just get a glimpse of her face. I don't know what's up with Dottie. I guess she doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, we get uh, and it, we get your favorite. We see the mailman here. Yeah, we see. Uh, sorry, I was just reading a note I wrote after I said Agnes showed, or I was like, Agnes shows up. I'm like, she is evil. I swear. I was like, I was like, at this point, like I have to be right on this, but yeah, we see all our favorite neighbors. I think Dottie must've just been a one-off like for that one bit sitcom. She was just the evil villain there. But you know, we, that's one of those things where I think maybe we in our heads built her up as this big bad. And she was really just a neighbor caught in it all. And just like everyone else. Yep. Yep. But yeah, we get my mailman. He's wearing a shirt and he has a bunch of fragile stuff. And he's wearing a shirt that says Presto Delivery. I have a theory about the mailman. You want to hit me with it now or should we wait? It, it kind of goes along with my theories on Agnes. But essentially, I mean, after this whole thing, everyone continues. Where does he start heading towards for his delivery? He heads towards Agnes's house with a bunch of fragile things and with presto delivery. We know later on that Agnes is magical. I don't know. I think the mailman's in on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Again, it seems like for the most part, uh, all of these characters have been relevant in some way, whether it just be to push the story along slightly or whatnot. The mailman is just, he's one of the few that's just kind of there. So it wouldn't surprise me to get more from him. Yep. 
And we get like a really good speech from Monica talking to Wanda. And I honestly, this to me is a, another core of the show in general. It's just like the fact that they have this bond of they're both grieving right now. And, and Wanda's so lost, but Monica in her grief is like, I understand and I have to be here for you because I get it. It's tough, but we need to confront. We cannot change pain. We can't undo pain. We need to confront it head on. And I, I do believe her words are hitting Wanda. And I think it would have worked if our pal Agnes didn't show up and pull Wanda away. Yeah. And, and one of the another cool striking image we get here is when Wanda throws Monica back to the ground. She stops herself and she has kind of blue energy exerting around her, which I thought was really cool. And, and here's here's my theory at this point, because... In the beginning of this season, we kind of talked about um, some of the lore behind three witches, right? And obviously, we get Wanda, who is our, our number one witch. She has red eyes. Then we get Monica here. She has blue eyes. And then we get Agnes at the end with purple eyes. So are these the three witches of the season? Is Monica a witch now? I don't know. What defines a witch? That's a good question. She doesn't have a hat. So. <laughs> Is that what they need? You're not a witch unless you have a spooky hat. And, and Wanda did sport her little hat on Halloween. So, That's true. Um, Is that a hat or a headdress? Or is it like a... I'm going to call it a hat. I would like to call it a hat. Okay. Unlo- I mean... Listen, fans, if you really think that we it's not a hat, let us know. But we, as of right now, Stark Wars believes that's a hat. Yes. But yes, we get uh-huh. your favorite thing again. Funnel Van. I think I might be more Team Funnel Van because of how much you hate the Team Funnel, funnel <laughs> Van. But they keep getting stuck in the most precarious. Someone is trying to uh, keep Vision away because they're trying to get back to Wanda. And in the classic sitcom version, at one point, the stoplight needs fixed. So they're stuck while all the mechanics are fixing the engineer's mechanics, I don't know, fixing the light. And then once that ends, there's a random children crossing at this random stoplight. Um, and they talk about puppies. And and Vision has like a interview and he's like, I, I kind of understand Wanda now and I need to be there. And he leaves his interview and he's like, you know what? This funnel van isn't working. I'm just going to fly off. And, and Darcy's like, I guess I'll, I'll see you there. And uh, good thing he flies off because Wanda really needs him right now. Right. And I thought this was interesting because in in the moment, of course, we kind of think, I mean, Wanda controls this world. She's likely putting a stop to what's going on here at this intersection. She's bringing people and kids. But in hindsight now, it has to be Agnes that was trying to keep them away, right? Yeah, 100% it was Agnes all along. Yeah, all along. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, we, we get back here and we get, we're, we're back in Agnes's house. Wanda's there. Um, Agnes is making her some tea. What kind of tea do you tea. think Agnes is? Like, do you think she's like a lemon zinger? Again, I'm a coffee guy, not a big tea guy here. Um, but I, I would have to imagine that it is some wicked recipe, right? Maybe it could just be like, yeah, Earl Grey, maybe. Oh, yeah, and that's definitely, that's spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like an Earl Grey. And right away, we noticed there's some peanut butter sandwiches, uh, crust clearly not eaten because everyone knows children don't eat the crust off their sandwiches. And, and the boys are gone. The boys are gone. We, we see animals here. We see the bunny, and we see 
We see a cicada as well, um, or a locust, I suppose. Did this? Wh- are those the twins? I was wondering. Well, the the bunny can't be because we've seen Senior Scratchy right. before. But I was wondering that. I was like, did one of the twins get turned into? Like, what was the the importance of the lotus? And honestly, I don't know. Off the, like right now, I I can't think of what it could be. Um, I'm not sure. And, and you know, I think even spookier than anything, they were watching Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> I I uh, clearly I have kids. We watch children's shows around here, but I was not aware of what this show was until I watched with Sydney, and she described, she explained to me what Yo Gabba Gabba was. Um, is there any connection here? I I don't think so. But but what I have now realized, maybe me and Sydney need to start a Yo Gabba Gabba podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming soon. After after this, we're 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 skipping Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it will be the Yo Gabba Gabba Wars podcast. Yes, or or we do that as our bonus. Forget everything else. Our bonus podcast will now be a Yo Gabba Gabba podcast. <laughs> that show looks creepy. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it to you guys on that one. It's it's creepy. It's not. I will say it's creepier than the Wiggles. I think to me. Okay, and, and, uh, we, we, are, we are Wiggles household, so that might explain why we're not a Yo Gabba Gabba household. But. Wiggles, great. We love fruit salad. It's yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, the rabbit scared me a little bit. The bug was scary. And um, Agnes is just like, hey, like the kids, they're probably in the basement. Yeah, and this is when Wanda goes to explore a little bit, and she's walking down there. Things are we start seeing some vines on the wall and roots of some sort, and it starts getting. This is like this is probably one of the scarier moments of the of the season here because it is. It's like a spooky dungeon. Yeah, did you have to cover your eyes at all? Not not quite. I I thought we might get more graphic images after walking down here, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was uh, lots of roots. There was, there was a lot of probably not good structure to build this house on was what I was thinking. Like lots of tree roots, it seems, uh, were in this basement. Very creepy. Uh, I'm still questioning where Ralph is. I, I think he might yeah. be dead. I don't know. Or he's the devil. It's either one of those realistic uh, theories. And Those are the two possible things in most situations, right? Either you're dead or you're the devil. Dead. <laughs> devil. 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 Yeah, maybe we just need to start yelling devil at people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and we get a spooky book that's covered in like magicy type things. Uh, very creepy book. Yep. And what what is this? Is this a book of spells? It might be a children's book. Oh yeah, a Yoga by Gabba book <laughs> novelization of Yoga by Gabba. Yeah, she's really just writing the first fan fiction Yoga by Gabba. She's keeping it real hush hush in her basement because she doesn't want to reveal it too early. That's what it is. Yep. Yep. But yeah, this is when uh, this is when we get our big reveal. We get Agatha Harkness. She comes out. She says, "You didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you?" And yeah, this was again. This reveal kind of landed a little softly for me. We kind of saw a bit of this coming, but I, it was really cool when when uh, Agatha Harkness uses her purple powers. And incepts Wanda's mind. I, I thought she had a really cool look. Yeah, I, I thought this is so fun for the actress, too. I mean, everyone on the show, they've got to play so many layers with these characters. And, and having Agnes go from being the bubbly neighbor to this evil witch, I thought it's just fun. And yeah, we see this fun intro. It's very Monsters esque. Uh, and it's 
the show is now called Agatha All Along. We thought we were watching WandaVision, but really we've been watching Agatha All Along. We see a montage of different moments from the show and how Agatha was pulling the strings the entire time. Now, I don't think Wanda is still unculpable. There's something that Wanda did, and like I said before, I do believe that's why Agnes is here, is to learn why or learn how Wanda is doing what she's doing. Yeah, there's definitely... Because she's very much invested in Wanda, and clearly she tries to interrupt the conversation with Monica and Wanda. She definitely doesn't want this situation to end, so she's benefiting from Wanda's world somehow. Yep, and and we see her controlling Pietro. We see her doing other nefarious things, and then she looks at the camera, she breaks the fourth wall, and she says, and I killed Sparky. Just like she didn't even need to tell us that. No one was, they weren't going to tell us that, but she wanted us to know that she killed the dog. That was so rude. Why? Why kill the dog? She bought the dog a doghouse and a collar, and she was very much invested in the name. So, what the heck? Yep. All that just to kill it. And, and what was the dog going to do to her? Why did she need the dog dead? I mean, honestly, the, the, could it have something to do with the kids? I mean, clearly she has kidnapped the children. Um, we're talking about her motivations in Wanda's world. Maybe it was the children all along. For the um, children. For the children. So yeah, she might have killed. She might have killed the dog to motivate the kids in some way. Maybe. And uh, that was the episode. There's definitely nothing else uh, that happened. That's how it ended. Yep, that was it. And uh, here I am. I'm sitting on the couch at, at four o'clock in the morning, looking at my phone, and the credits are rolling. That's it. Yep. We always get seven minutes of credits. There's nothing else, right? Yep, nothing else. And we can skip to uh, our news. And oh wait, there was an after credit scene. Yes, and uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I have a feeling now we'll, we'll probably this will probably be from here on out. We'll get a little after credit scene. So. Yep. But yes, uh, Pietro clearly still under Agatha's spell here. Um, well, I mean, first we get we get uh, Monica walking up to the house. She opens the basement doors. She sees some purple vines. And then, yep, there's Pietro. Snooper's going to snoop. Yeah, he has a fun outfit. Very, very modern. Has like the, the beanie. Yep, yep, he's a hipster. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he definitely would not be caught dead drinking decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, so I'm curious here because this does, this changes a lot of what we might have thought about Pietro. Um, so did, did did Agnes bring him from another reality? Is he just like a random dude that they found off the street and she's forcing to pretend to be Pietro? I guess not because he has superpowers. So what what's going on here? All right. Welcome to Teacher Tommy's class. Yes. Uh, spoilers are welcome. Yeah, this is, this is the question, right? And for me, what I believe so starting with nexus let me explain that bit and this will explain my my pho thoughts um what i believe the nexus is is from the comics which is the nexus of all realities so essentially it's a point in the marvel universe where uh one can access all parallel realities so it's the one point the, the most vulnerable point in the universe where you can go out and it branches off to everything else so the fact they even mentioned Nexus, in my mind, that's them telling us, hey, Agatha has access 
to this. I believe that Agnes' house is built on this. Maybe that's why she chose, or like Westview was important. Who knows? I don't know, but I just feel like this is where she has access to. She pulled Pietro out, took control of him, and then threw him at Wanda to try to get the information that I was talking about because clearly Wanda has something that more than just the children because I do think she wants the children but I do think she wants knowledge from Wanda and she felt the only way she could get that was through Pietro. Interesting. So so you you are on the Pietro uh, from another multiverse. Yes. I think theory. you're not bringing up Nexus without to me this is for all of Marvel, this is how they're going to explain the multiverse. This is how they're going to explain people coming from it. Because I think after what happens in this show, WandaVision, I think the Nexus is going to be wide open. Barn doors are open. Anyone can come through. We don't know what wacky shenanigans are going to happen. And and I'm excited. The Nexus is interesting. In the comics, it was found at the Florida Everglades was where the Nexus was. And uh, Man-Thing was the the guardian of the nexus so maybe we'll see some man thing no idea what that is but we will find out i hope hey, he's a man thing you know that's fair yeah but what do you think so, of that theory have you heard of the nexus have you, are you i i i knew when i saw the word nexus i knew it was relevant to the comics i wasn't sure of the details and yeah i did some googling came up with exactly what you just talked about there um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And, and, and that's, to me, I do believe Pietro is from another world. I, I, I think it's too, for them to just be like, yeah, he's just a random neighbor. And then also they're going to start bringing people in. Like they're not going to rewrite Ryan Reynolds. Like they've already announced the Deadpool movie. They're not going to recast that. They're going to use that actor. So why would they do that with him, but not with, Evan Peters. So, so to me, it's he's he's here to stay. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. So let, let's move into some questions here. And really, to be fair, I, we've had three or four questions, and most of them we talked about. Uh, we did get one question here from Eric, who asked, "Is this where the different styles of shows stops? Are are we going into? Is this like the next two episodes are a Marvel movie? Like, are we done with?" The sitcom format. What if they get really meta and it's like the next one is WandaVision? That's the. <laughs> I would love that. That would be cool. I'm down for that. We're in like the modern, the modern age, and it's WandaVision being not WandaVision. <laughs> right. So, and, and obviously, I had seen some commercials. I was aware of kind of the decades we we're exploring. I knew that we might get a, a Modern Family type episode. Um, and, and I could kind of count, you know, from, from episode three on, I, I was like, okay, this is how many decades we have left to explore. And that leaves our final two episodes possibly with, and I guess we could go even more modern for the next one. Um, I'm not really, I'm not sure what, maybe we get, uh, Shit's Creek next. I don't know. Shit's Creek, maybe, um, new girl. I feel like you could get yeah. into new girl. Um, what are other sick? Are there more? What sitcoms are around nowadays? That, that's all I got. Again, I'm not a big comedy guy. Um, Fuller House, so. more Fuller. <laughs> oh my. I I skipped out on that one as well. Oh, so you're really missing out then. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. But yeah, I I think that for me is maybe 
maybe it, maybe we're just now into a Marvel movie. I'm not mad about it. I think the sitcoms have been great. I, it doesn't feel like a gimmick to me. It really feels like it was part of the story. I think they handled it really well. Because you really could have got... It could have just been a bit. And I don't feel like it was. Right, no. It was very integral to the story and how things progressed and how time worked. And yeah, so I, I loved it. Uh, I'll be sad if it's gone. But I'm also really excited to get to the nitty gritty here and figure out what's going on. Yep. So, uh, anything else you want to say about the episode before we move into other things? Nope. I Like I said, I, I'm excited to see the possibilities. I didn't expect the Nexus to be a thing. I actually I think it's very clever if that's how they're going to use the multiverse. That was a big thing for me. The book, I'm still... I, I'm assuming it's just her spell book. Maybe it's a book I am unfamiliar with. But I'm excited, you know, and I'm glad that... I don't know. I feel like this show doesn't do things half measured, you know, like I do think it's interesting that as much as I joke about the mailman, I do think it's interesting that he just keeps popping up. Like he's popped up more than almost any other neighbor, more than Herb, more than uh, any norm. We haven't seen Dottie in, in four episodes. We've seen the neighbor, the mailman more than most other neighbors. I know you're pro man, man. I will be very interested to see what happens there. Um, so I'm not. I will not rule it out for your sake. So that's like the pity. Like oh, like I don't believe it. Like I believe for you. <laughs> I don't want your I pity. Mean, your pity. Uh, uh, compassion, Michael. I mean, like I said, we've got so many different threads here. Uh, so many different motivations. We still have Ralph to talk about. Um, Senior Scratchy, it, it, there's so. We'll see. We'll see, Tommy. All right, I'll leave it on that. Hey, you know what? I want to. I want to do something real quick, actually, before we, because uh, not necessarily a prediction, but I would like to play a game with you if you will, if you allow me. Is it Parcheesi? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a board game, kind of. It's not really. Okay. It's it's more like an old person game. Okay, I mean, that would be interesting if we just played a board game now, but yeah, not quite. So what I want to do, and this, th- maybe this will become maybe not necessarily an episode thing, but a season thing, because I'm interested here. We have a lot of different possibilities. The aerospace engineer isn't quite gone yet. We know this movie is going to tie into other things, or this show is going to tie into other things. So what I'm wondering, I want to do a cameo draft. Are you down to do that? I'm in. Okay. Um, and, and since it's my idea, I'll let you go first. I, I think each of us should pick three people that we think might show up in the series. Um, and they could be people from other movies. They could be comic book characters. Uh, you can throw Malfisto in there if you want. But I want to hear your big three. Um, we'll go back and forth here. I want to hear your three of who you think is coming into so the I show. So I feel like I got to stay in my lane because I don't want to steal yours but because I know what one of yours is going to be. But I also think it's- honestly, I have like four that I think are possibilities. So I'll I'll be fine. All right, then then I'm taking the gloves off early, and I'm I'm going for a strike. I'm gonna say Magneto is showing up. I'm saying I don't know which version. I don't know if it's Fastbender, and I don't know if it's Sir Ian McKellen. But I think one of the Magnetos is showing up. That that's and I'll be honest, that wasn't in my top four, but uh, I got some other ones. 
And, and maybe I, maybe mine are a bit too cheap. I almost feel like they might be too obvious at this point. But I'm going to do it anyways because I, I feel good about this one. Um, I, I'm going to steal right off the board Doctor Strange. Yes, I, I think that's a good one. Uh, clearly, Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange. It would be really easy for them to just like, even if it's just him showing up at the end, grabbing her hand and saying, we got to go. All right. So who do you got next? Um, man, there's just so many people. I'm going to go, you know, when we started this wild world of the Marvel Universe, there was a original cameo that shook shook the world. I'm going to say Nick Fury shows up. Okay. Hey, I like that one. That's not a bad one. Um, well, and what context do you think he would show up? I think it's like clean up the mess afterwards. Like he's going to come in and he's going to be like, man, I left, I left this world. I've been in space. What's go? We already saw he was leaving his space station. There's theories that space station has to do with sword. And so I could see him coming back and being like, Hayward, what have you done? I'm back and I'm taking things over. Love it. So I'm going, I'm going to, mine's probably a bit more of a stretch on this one, but I'm going to take it anyways. We, we, we talked about the possibility. It kind of is looking like it won't happen, but I'm in denial at this point. I don't want this person not to show up. Um, I really want, I really want Reed Richards to come into the show. So I'm not writing it out yet. I'm putting Reed Richards on my list and bonus points. If it's, uh, John, John Kravinsky. Yeah. Um, yeah. definitely could see that. Uh, not a huge, or, you know, I guess it's a huge stretch. He can stretch pretty far. So, um, <laughs> well played, but I, uh, I like that. I could see that. I mean, we've talked about fantastic four. I think they're either going to introduce fantastic four or X-Men, maybe both, but I think it's going to be one or the other by the end of this and some, or they're at least going to pay a, a nice note to it. If that makes sense. Gotcha. All right, so you get you get that's your last pick here, man. I uh, I don't you know obviously I feel Melfisto. Do I go with the the clear like people already know that's where what I think. So it's like, do I go with that or do I go with like a complete wild card that no one would see coming? You know. Yeah, I see. I think you'll get the credit for the Melfisto thing either way. Exactly. Um, So I'll leave it up to you. Uh, You can be bold. All right, then, yeah, since clearly everyone knows I think Melfisto is showing up, just even as a, at this point, I think it's going to be a cameo and he's going to be bigger in other things if he shows up at all. But uh, I will say, I want to say Kane the Conqueror. I, there has been rumors that he has been cast. There's rumors that he is going to be the big bad of the Marvel Universe. There's, he's very tied in with the Young Avengers. We've talked about the fact that Billy and Tommy might be part of the Young Avengers. What if we have, have a Kane the Conqueror uh, uh, appearance? I would love that. Uh, I believe it's Jonathan Majors that is cast as Kane the Conqueror. A fantastic actor. And uh, yeah, after reading the Young Avengers comic recently, who he makes an appearance in that, uh, I really am excited for that character. So yeah, I hope so. Who's your last one? My last, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with another obvious one, and maybe, maybe not super obvious, but uh, I can totally see it happening. Um, and, and this is what I'll do because I, I do, I feel like this one is is almost cheating. Um, but I'm gonna say this: we're gonna give you the fourth. Malfisto is your fourth, and I'm gonna take Captain Marvel. Okay, I, I can't not take Captain Marvel here. I think she's very integral to Monica's story. So yeah, give me Captain Captain Marvel. 
I could see that. Now, what are we counting as a cameo? Because we've heard her voice. It's like, does she, the modern Captain Marvel, have to show up? Does flashbacks count? Like, what are we counting? Uh, let's say, uh, let's say we have to. Obviously, we have to see the face. The question is, do flashbacks count? Do alternate realities count? I think if it's a new flashback, if it's just them taking the Captain Marvel movie and showing clips of that, I would say no. But if it's like a new scene that they filmed for the tv show then i would count that flashback i'm on board i like it yes and should, should right. our be should our uh bet i mean we're doing a cameo bet should we should we owe each other a cameo okay i'm down to do what that what was your theory what was your did you have any other ideas i didn't have anything on uh i, I kind of figured if this was going to be a a if we did this once a season possibly uh, for other shows that uh yeah we could just kind of keep tally of the uh, whole thing but i do like the idea of bigger stakes and let's do it cameo i'm down okay and we you know we can talk about the price and we will be good at it but uh we'll do it you have i have four you have three whoever has the most point total at the end uh will will uh succeed i wish we would have done this earlier i would have got quicksilver uh yeah, that, that that I did have this thought before, and then we never did it, and then Quicksilver Silver showed up, and I kind of regretted it. So no, you just uh, waited. No, you wanted me to suffer. You were like, "Let me get Quicksilver off," so I set Tommy up at a disadvantage. Look, I went for very obvious choices. I think I totally would have if I got the first pick. He probably would have been first on my board. Right. So we'll see. Hey, uh, you have we just have did we get? You know, we haven't really cleaned up old business of like, did anyone tell us if we should be Iron Troopers or what our new name should be? For our... I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. But I did. I think the best response we got was Stark Warriors. I did like the Stark Warriors. Maybe we go with that. So the Stark Warriors out there, let us know. This is this is Stark Warriors Civil War. Are you Team Tommy and my cameos, or are you Team Michael and his cameos? Yeah, and I will recap the teams here one more time. We got uh, Tommy has Magneto, Nick Fury, King the Conqueror, and Malfisto. And I have Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, and Captain Marvel. So this should be fun. I think it's a good. I think it's a good group. Uh, and yeah, the only other thing I, we asked about a sassy best friend. Lots of we're still going through the applications. There was lots of applications sent out. Um, you know, we really got to see what will be the best combination to me and Michael. It's like if we're uh, peanut butter and jelly. What what kind of ingredient do we want to add to our sandwich? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know what goes with peanut butter and jelly, but bacon, bread, bread. Okay. Yeah. Bacon or bread. Yeah. One of the <laughs> two classic combinations. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's move it to the back half here. Um, we'll talk about some recommendations and news. I have a recommendation here. This is something I watched last year, but I was so in love with it. And I thought not enough people watched it that I would bring it here. Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. This show absolutely floored me. This is... I I would probably compare it most to something like The Expanse or maybe Star Wars or Star Trek. Very sci-fi. There's a lot of uh, uh, interesting characters, robots. Um, It's kind of also maybe even more apocalyptic in a way. I don't want to say too much, but I just want to say this show is like, it's like the closest thing to some modern Shakespearean sci-fi storytelling. I think this the series was super cool. 
And if you're looking for a sci-fi show, something new, something unique, something that people haven't really seen, Raised by Wolves, definitely recommend it. I don't know. I don't know how this show went under the radar so much. Have you even heard of this? Topic? I haven't, but now I kind of want to look it up. Oh, it's crazy! It's craziness. I definitely recommend. it. Should we be raised by wolves? Should we go out into the world? I, I mean, you know, I was gonna say, oh, we're already like raised, but you know, you can always learn more. You can always uh, learn new lessons. You can teach a dog an old trick, and maybe that's what the wolves will do for us. Yeah, and it's the show uncovering what that really means. Raised by wolves is interesting. I'll leave it at that. Interesting. Well, my yeah. recommendation this week i really have been stuck on old cartoons from my childhood i th- that's all i've been watching recently and so i'm gonna recommend get hbo max and and rewatch uh kids next door that show was the best uh it really holds up it's a fun engaging show with silly if you like like the superhero things they have really silly super villains in the show and it's just a good time yeah, if you don't have HBO Max, pull yourself together because there's so much cool stuff there. They're becoming like the leading streaming service for animation. Really, there's so many cool things coming up. Uh, a lot of your a lot of your recommendations have been built around that. I'll also throw in Samurai Jack, Primal. Oh my gosh, so many good, so much good stuff on there, including Raised by Wolves. So yeah, so much. We're we're not sponsored by HBO Max yet, but. Definitely a fan of of what they're putting out there. Yeah, and since the executives over there are listening, maybe they will think about uh, giving us a sponsorship. It is funny because one of my news stories is actually also about HBO Max. Bring it on, let's hear it. All right. Well, I have two news stories. It really was a week for things Tommy likes. So, and it it kind of reverts back to my recommendations. Two of my recommendations have big news this week. So the one was Invincible, the comic book I told you guys about. I told you there's going to be a uh, TV show. The official trailer dropped this Friday. It's amazing. They released the whole voice acting cast, and it is incredible. Anyone who's a voice actor is essentially on this show. It is going to be great. So much gore for people who like gore. And we just haven't seen an animated show do that. We haven't seen a cartoon go to that level without like anime like anime does and there's some you know someone's gonna come and and get me and be like well actually tommy in this show in episode 10 we had so much score and you know what you're probably right but let me live in my world that where is invincible is groundbreaking and my other story uh is another recommendation infinity train people thought that the last season which aired on hbo max uh season three was it Everyone, you know, the the creator was saying, hey, like, we've all moved on. We're all working on other projects. Well, this week, surprise, I thought I was I thought I was being pranked. Book four has been announced, baby. It's coming back. So if you haven't got on the train yet, you better hop on because now we're going to get another season. Yeah, and I, I have seen a few episodes, so I, I will try to catch up for that and we can watch it side by side. So, yeah. And also, I wanted to say. Um, this uh, this Invincible show, it really, you kind of forget, because you're watching this trailer, you kind of forget what it's capable of, you know, because it very much, it looks like some of like maybe old Batman TV shows or the X-Men shows, maybe. It's very, it's it's got that style of animation. 
and then it really goes full force in the gore and all that. So it's, it's you're not really expecting it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the only other thing I could think it's like is the Harley Quinn show, which is not going to be as good as this. So, um, but yeah, so for my news story, uh, it might surprise people that I'm excited for the Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV series coming to Amazon Prime. Now, why would I be excited for that? I mean, okay, the old the movie you got Brad and Angelina Jolie. Um, it was kind of interesting in the way that it was kind of the start of the downturn of their relationship. But uh, the movie's fine. I don't. I mean, I think I think it it's very culturally relevant. I think people are aware of what Mr. and Mrs. Smith is. But I, I mean, it's a fine movie. You know, it's nothing crazy. But I'm excited for this series because it's starring Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who are like the two most talented people uh, in in this time period today. So I'm super excited for that. A- anytime I can get Donald Glover into his TV and Phoebe Waller-Bridge for that matter, matter into a TV show, I'm super excited about it. So yeah, that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the series coming to Prime Video. Yeah, I'm excited. I saw this. We we haven't had a big spy thing. There was a there was an era where we had a lot of spy stuff and then it was like jokey spy stuff. And now I'm interested to see cuz like both these you know actor and actresses they can do comedy and they can do series. So I'm I'm intrigued to see how they take this Mr. and Mrs. Smith series. Yep, I'm all on board. So, um yeah, I guess that's it for us here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank some people, uh, as always, Nathan Burnett, who helps me with some files and editing a little bit. So big thanks to him. Uh, we got Aaron Robertson who does our theme music to start us off here, and then Ethan Kellum who made our logo. And all of their social media links are in the show notes. So give them a follow. Um, also like to use this time to remind you guys to support the podcast by rating and reviewing us on iTunes and subscribing. If you want to do that as well, um, that directly helps the show and who listens and how many people listen. So, yep. And we'd like to also thank Agatha for, uh, really running the things behind the scenes. Um, she's telling me we can wrap up the show. So that's good that we, she's, she's giving us the A-OK to end it. So thank you, Agatha. Yep, Agatha all along. Thank you so much. Uh, All right. Well, if that's all you got, Tommy, then we will wrap up here. Yep, that's all I got. Let's hit the road on our funnel van. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.